Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Sugar Hill Church Online. We're grateful that you're tuning in to worship with us today, wherever you're at. Happy New Year to you. We are grateful that you chose to spend some time with us to, to ring in this new year with a, a time of worship, a time yeah. of teaching, uh, a time of being able to reflect on, on who God is, what, what He's done for us. And, and we're going to start with this song that has quickly become a powerful, meaningful song for us, this, this idea and reminder that there's nothing that our God can't do. Yeah, we we might face, home. yeah, welcome home. We might face some circumstances that seem like it's tough to figure out what God may be doing in the midst of it, but yet he's still faithful and he's not done yet. So um, it goes like this. Just one word, you calm the storm that surrounds me. Just one word, the darkness has to retreat. Just one touch, I feel the power of heaven. Just one touch, my eyes were open to see. My heart can't help but believe. There's nothing that a God can't do. There's not a mountain that he can move. Oh, praise the name. That makes a way There's nothing that a God can't do There's nothing that a God can't do There's not a prison wall He can't break through Oh, praise the name That makes a way There's nothing that a God can't do Yes, just one word Calm the storm that surrounds me. Don't we need that? Just one word, the darkness has to retreat. Oh, just one touch, I feel the power of heaven. Just one touch. My eyes were open to see, my heart can't help but believe. There's nothing that a God can't do. There's not a mountain that He can't move. Oh, praise the name that makes a way. There's nothing that a God can't do. There's nothing that a God can't do. There's not a and wall he can't break through oh, praise the name that makes a way there's nothing that a God can't do I will believe for greater things there's no power like the power of Jesus let faith arise let all agree there's no power like the power of Jesus. I will believe for greater things. There's no power like the power of Jesus. Let faith arise. Let all agree. There's no power like His power. There's nothing that a God can't do. There's not a mountain that He can't move. 
is the name that makes a way There's nothing that a God can't do There's nothing that a God can't do There's not a prison wall He can't break through Oh, praise the name that makes a way There's nothing that a God can't do And I believe that, don't you? Yes. I yes. believe that. At the end of a wacky, weird year, yeah. what a great time to lay that claim that there is nothing that God can't do. And I believe that's true in your life. Not, not just in three preachers' lives. I'm talking about in your life that there's a rhyme and a reason as to how God wants to use all of the mess of 2020 and do something extraordinary in your life in a new year. And part of that, though, is to recognize that God has this extraordinary plan for each of us. And there are some parts of it that are universal, right? But, but then the bulk of it is personal. Uh, we mentioned last week how important it was to get Scripture in us. Yeah. And I think many of you, beginning of the new year, that's one of your new deals where I want to read the Bible more. Right. You know, the biggest mistake I think people make when they say, I want to read the Bible more, is they think that they've got to spend an hour in the scriptures. Right. Or they don't find a translation that, they can, that can easily be relatable mm -hmm. to their life. So I would encourage you, if you've never read scripture before, and this in a new year, it's like, I'm going to read the Bible. I would go get Eugene Peterson's translation of the Bible called The Message. Mm -hmm. And while it's not perfect, it gives you such a readable way. And I've learned that it's easier to break Bible reading into minutes, not into chapters or verses. Mm -hmm. Like uh, if, if, if reading is not really your thing and reading the Bible is really not your thing, like set a timer on your phone and read for four minutes, you know, and then add a minute to it each week. You know, some people never get past 10 because of just time commitments, but it's not about how much scripture you get in you, it's that you get scripture in you. Right. That's why we do the weekday podcast five days a week. It's, the, it's not to have a podcast just to listen to, it is scripture and a brief commentary that allows that scripture to go to work yeah. inside of our soul. Well, today we've got a, a interesting piece of scripture that is perfect for a new year. It is Paul is giving us this writing that he gave to the Philippians, uh, and it is, it is one of those universal understandings that has personal application, because it starts out with a picture of humility. Mm. That, you know, God loves it when we come to him in the recognition that we are nothing apart from him. Right. That the only thing we really offer this world that matters in 2021 is him. Yeah. So Paul in Philippians chapter 3 starts off in, in, and says in verse 12, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things. I mean, we're talking about a guy who, I mean, literally helped change the world. Mm. I mean, this, the, the guy wrote that... Wrote most of the New Testament. Yeah, yeah, wrote most of the New Testament. That's pretty important. And I mean, outside of the Lord Jesus, probably the world's greatest preacher. Mm. You know, a guy that was once a terrorist. Now, this talk about a testimony. Mm. Well, what were you? Well, I was a terrorist. Yeah. And what are you now? Well, I'm a preacher. Yeah. And what else did you do? Well, I, I wrote most of the New Testament. I mean, come on, how cool is that? But he says, with that sense of humility, he says, I have not reached perfection. Sometimes I think people go into a new year and they think, I want to reach perfection. 
And you know, the answer is you're not going to reach perfection regardless of what the goal is this side of heaven. I mean, perfection is not within our reach, but becoming more like Christ is within our reach. Right. And it can be done. And then he gives us a, a little application on how to do that. And uh, Bobby, you, you, when we were chatting before we started running the camera, a little bit of what does this text in Philippians chapter 3, kind of verses 12 through 14, it, it's almost like an auto response that you get back and says, hey, Lord, what is it I'm to take away from this? Well, here's these three or four things. Right. You know, like you had a unique take on it. Unpack that for us. Yeah, when Paul's writing this, he's writing from a jail cell. Right. So he's basically in a dungeon in Rome with with a shackle or a guard yeah. that's assigned to him. Clearly with every reason to be a whiner. Absolutely. Yeah. And in Philippians 3, it's like he hits the pause button and everything he said before and after. And he says, here's what actually matters. Oh, that's good. And I love that clarity for... 2021 because there's a lot of things that we get distracted by yeah and yeah. we get uh we get sucked into the conversations that are happening online or on tv mm -hmm. and we don't realize all of that's just bait all of that's right. just trying yeah. to get our eyeballs so that they can get yeah. marketing dollars for it we don't realize that's not what actually matters and i love how paul boils it down to say here's what actually matters he says i may lay hold of what for Christ Jesus is laid to hold, I do not count myself to be apprehended, mm -hmm. but one thing I do, forgetting all that's behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. So there's wow. this big idea of what matters, but it starts with this idea of knowing who you actually are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He says, I haven't arrived yet. If there's one thing that I, the 2020 has taught me, it's that there's a lot of things in our lives that aren't necessarily important. Yeah. Um, but yet understanding and figuring out what those important things are is, is so powerful. Yeah. You know, and as the Lord like reveals that in our lives and in our hearts, that's, man, that, strive towards that, press towards yeah. that. Like, yeah. I love how this is such an, an encouragement to me, at least. Right. You know, as a, a young dad, uh, Clarity became something powerful to you over the last couple of years. Yeah, I'm still learning what that word means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but the it's fact powerful. is, it does bring clarity. Yeah. You know, I remember when I became a dad. At first, it brings great clarity. But you know, I've also learned that when crisis or great challenge in our life happens, it brings clarity as well. Right. Part of what 2020 brought to us is, wait a minute, there are some things in this life that I haven't had that I took great. I mean, I, I took great advantage of, and I just took for granted. Yeah. And sometimes they were things like time with my family, or the fact that God has provided all of this for me, or that I have health. And I think Paul, when he writes here, and he talks about this apprehension, you know, I, I haven't, I haven't done this. I haven't, I haven't clung to it. I haven't achieved it. I haven't arrived. I don't possess it. Yeah. Uh, it's this sense that, you know, there, God is doing so much more that I don't want to be distracted. I don't want to miss the ball. I don't want to miss. You know, I, uh, I, I love the concept of uh, fighter jets landing on aircraft carriers. Mm. And some years ago, I got to be on an aircraft carrier as a guest and watch those planes land. So cool. And, you know, it's interesting that when, when they're headed toward the, uh, the ship to land, at some point they say to the pilot, you've got the ball. Which, which means, okay, you, you're the one that's got to make that happen. Wow. And when they do that, uh, the pilot speaks specifically about how there's no room for distraction there because all it takes is an eighth of an inch and you miss it. Hmm. And, you know, it's almost like Paul saying, hey, you've got the ball. Call the ball. 
Yeah. You've got it, but don't miss this. Yeah. I, I think that's a cool clarity that yeah. sometimes the crisis in our life, like 2020, yep. brings to us. I love this. So starting this, when he's talking about this one thing that really matters for us as we start thinking about that one thing. In fact, one of the things that Pastor Chuck has done the last handful of years is Rock Sunday, where we yep. try to focus on what's that one thing. But that start, that process starts with realizing we haven't arrived yet. Right. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we say a lot is that if we're not dead... God's not done with us. Wow. Yeah. If we still have breath in our lungs, <laughs> there's still yeah. something more. So he starts there. He talks about, I haven't attained it yet. But a second piece that I think is really important that if we're not careful, we'll miss. He talks about the fact that there's some things in our past mm-hmm. that we actually need to leave behind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we all know people that allow their past to keep repeating itself. Right. So when they talk about 2021 and you ask them, hey, what are you hoping and dreaming and planning for? They say, man, I'm, I'm planning to uh, grow in my walk with Christ. And then the next breath is they say, but in yeah. the past I've tried to do that and I've never succeeded. Yeah. yeah. Or I'm going to grow closer to my spouse this year. And then they spend more time talking about how they failed in the past. Right instead of leaning into what God wants to do in the future. And I just believe that when God looks at us, does our past matter? Yeah, but our past mistakes are way outshadowed by our future potential in Christ. And so the second little piece is to say, there's some things we need to leave behind. Yeah. You know, Zach, when I think about the work, like you and Karen in the small group that you have, Mm -hmm. uh, you're, you're leading an age group that they don't have a very long past, <laughs> but we all have yeah, a past. For sure. Yeah, for sure. It's it's interesting how baggage or, or mistakes or things that, um, that try to define us, it's mm-hmm. so funny how they do creep into our future. Like yeah. they, not, they not only affect our present, which it winds up affecting our future. And um, I'm just reminded of how if, if, You've been forgiven in Christ. Like if we believe that to be true, yeah. then the old is gone, the new has come. It doesn't mean we're we're perfect. I love this idea of of sanctification that Paul is talking about yeah, here. Yeah. That that like we're being made new. Like yeah. we've we've been made a new creation, but we are being made new repeatedly as That's he so works good. in us. And if there's one message of encouragement that we want to share with with young couples or, or whoever it may be, it's just that. Um, God is working in you and you're not going to see perfection this side of heaven, but yet if you allow him to do the work, he'll be faithful. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, No doubt. Yeah. I I do think that there is something about, uh, Paul's insistence here that you've got to leave the past. Yeah. He Mm -hmm. says, forgetting those things which are behind. Yeah. 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 And, and, but he's so emphatic. With it. You know, when you read the Pauline letters, there are a handful of things that he says, just like, whoa. Yeah. And this is one of those, yeah. that if you cling to the past, you will allow it to define you. But if you don't want to be defined by your past, then you must leave it behind you. I, mm. I, I get this sense that as Paul writes about the past, he's not talking about people that look back at the good old days, mm-hmm. but they look back at regret. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's... I, I can look back at my life and I could live in the, in the spirit of regret because Lord knows I've made plenty of mistakes. And we all have. We all have those moments. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, the, every single person watching today can look at their past and say, man, I wish that hadn't happened. Mm-hmm. But the fact is it did for a rhyme, for a reason and a purpose. Even right. those things that you did 
that cause heartache in your own life. God mm-hmm. can use and is using to move you forward. But to live in the past is like intentionally tying on a ball and chain to your ankle and you're just dragging it with you. Right. But why would you choose to do that when the Lord gives you this key and says, drop that, you yeah. know, but follow me and leave the ball and chain yeah. back because I have a bright and beautiful future. Remember when they cut the hole in the roof and they lowered down the fellow that uh, uh, that was a paralytic right. and, um, and Jesus heals him. And when he gets done, he says to the guy, he says, now get up, roll up your mat and take it home. Yeah. So it's like a stretcher, you yeah. know, because remember four guys had to lower him down, right? So why take the mat home? Mm. See, this is one of those mm. things that I believe the Lord is like, set it by your door and forget that you can't walk anymore, but remember what I've done for you. Yeah, that's powerful. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. here he's saying, forget all of the stuff that you regret, mm. but remember I've brought you this far. How much further could I carry you? I remember uh, growing up near Memphis, there was a pastor years and years ago named R.G. Lee. Yeah. And he was this incredible teacher. But I recall him telling the story of uh, visiting a little girl in a hospital room that had, I, I believe she was um, had scars from there being a fire that mm. she was involved in, mm. something like that. And, and uh, he was talking to her about heaven and all the things that aren't going to be in heaven. <laughs> and this little girl asked, well, are there going to be scars in heaven? And he said to that girl, dear honey, there's going to be scars in the nails, the nail prints in the hands and the feet of Jesus. Oh, wow. And uh, as you're saying that, it made me think about it is that uh, we do need to leave the past behind, yeah. but not the lessons that we there learn you from yeah. it. Yeah, there you and go. And there's something about that. So Paul's writing, he's like, man, there's, there's something for us. And I believe that for us as we're watching today and we're thinking about, especially as we get closer to Rock Sunday here in a couple of weeks, there's yeah. something God has for us. And for us to fully embrace it, it starts with this realization, number one, I'm not done yet. Right. God's mm-hmm. not done with us. There's something more. Yeah. Two, part of it is to leave the past behind. But one of the ways to leave the past behind is this third little element that he talks about. He says, forgetting the things that are behind, but reaching forward to the things that are ahead. And he yeah. goes on to yeah. say, the prize of the upward call so we've got to yeah. have some goal yeah. that we're reaching towards. Yeah. Isn't that the key to leaving something behind, to have something to move toward? And I think that's the reason why a lot of people get stuck with where they're at is they've never dreamt of something different or better. Oh, wow. It's yeah. Like wow. when I uh, when I first got married, so we get to celebrate this month 10-year anniversary, which is pretty wow. awesome. It's absolutely flown by. <laughs> But I tell people all the time, one of the best things that ever happened to me, or the best thing, humanly speaking, was to get married. Yeah. Because uh, Laura is so amazing. She grew up in such a healthy way and, and such a God-honoring way that just by being married, it it showed me that there's a goal for something more. Yeah. That there are yeah. some things from my past that without her in my life, I would have just repeated, 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 and man, it's been amazing. And so I want you to think about that today. Just these two little segments that Paul's already talked about. He says, I haven't attained it yet. He says, I'm laying behind the past. And then this third element is saying, but there's something I'm reaching toward. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we take just a moment to to um, to just worship together and to think together, I'd invite you to think about, it. is there something in your past you need to lay behind? 
do you have a goal yet that's compelling enough in the future? Yeah. And then as we come back after this, we're gonna we're really gonna give you some tangible things to think about as we walk further into 2021. No doubt. So one of the things I want to invite you to be a part of is worshiping through your offerings and gifts. I, for some people, we go into a new year and say, you know, I want to draw closer to the Lord. And then we wonder, well, what are the, what are the things I need to do to do that? And one of the things I know is true is that uh, everything that matters is a matter of the heart. Whether we're talking about Paul forgetting what's behind, pressing towards something ahead, Everything that matters is a matter of the heart, including how we give, how we worship, how we pray, how we forgive. Everything's a matter of the heart. And I encourage you, you know, one of the beautiful things about God is that he, he's a giver. The God who created this world said that uh, he loves us so much that he gave his only son. What a beautiful way for us to be able to respond in giving back to him. And I, I want to encourage you without sounding too preacher corner corny here that honestly uh, one of the best ways that you'll grow in your faith is to trust him with your finances and uh, maybe today you say well, you know Chuck I did, the thought of doing 10% just freaks me out then I'd say then don't worry about it but start somewhere if you've never given anything then start with $20 a week or $5 a week but start somewhere I've never known I've never known a giver to the kingdom work that's looked back and said, gosh, I wish I hadn't done that. Never. And one of the greatest promises God makes is that when you give, he will honor that. I don't know about you, but man, in 2021, I want, I want the Lord God to look at my life and honor that and bless that. So I invite you now, just pull up your camera and let it go onto the QR code that's on the screen right now. And you may have to enlarge the shot, but the minute that it reads that QR code, it'll bring up a, just a little file and all you do is tap it. When you tap it, it'll take you straight to a simple application where you can give. And I encourage you to give generously and I encourage you to give exactly what the Lord tells your heart to do. 2020 was a year filled with all kind of challenge, but it was also filled with a lot of mission and a lot of ministry, serving and loving and helping a lot of people. Well, at least in the first quarter or so of 2021, that same thing is happening. So I, in, I invite you, don't miss being a part of that blessing and to give generously. Lord, thank you for folks that have already given and for the folks that have yet to give. I pray every dime would be used to further your kingdom and to do the work that matters most to you. Thank you for the privilege to return to you some of what you've already given to us. And Lord, we trust you with it all because it's yours already. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thanks for being generous and being so kind. We are so blessed by your generosity. You will always be more than enough for me. You will always be more than enough for me. Nothing's gonna stop the plans you made. Nothing's gonna take your love away. You will always be more than enough for me. You will always be more than enough for me. You will always be more than enough for me. Nothing's gonna stop the plans you made. Nothing's gonna take your love away.
singing it at the beginning, but I love the verse of this song that comes in at the beginning. When the weight of life begins to fall On the name of Jesus I will call For you have supplied my every need And your presence is enough for me That's a, that's a good reminder of what we're pressed toward, right? That mm -hmm. we can trust the promise of God. Yeah. That we can press forward with confidence mm -hmm. that He has something greater ahead of us. Yeah, yeah amen. I mean, remember, this is, this is the same Jesus who said, you're going to do even greater things yeah. than I've done, mm -hmm. which sounds, I mean, just overwhelming mm -hmm. to me. But when I look at this and I think, fellas, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead he says i press on yeah but he presses on for a purpose he i press on to reach the end of the race hmm. and every time that i've uh, read this passage i think to myself uh watching a sprinter and he gets to the end of the race and he throws his arms back and throws his mm -hmm. chest out to ensure but back a couple of years ago i can remember watching uh uh, track and field on television and they were finishing up the uh, the one mile run right and the the guy was coming from the from behind and he just passed the fellow in front of him and threw himself hmm. across the line I mean he tore his skin up falling across oh, wow. it but he had this overwhelming desire to press yeah. all the way through to finish I think sometimes that's what happens to us in a new year is we we love the idea of the start. Yeah. It's but what what will you be so glad a year from now that you have adjusted in your life yeah. that you'll be so glad you started today doing. Yeah. I love that. It's uh it's much easier to start. Yeah. I can start yeah. painting the bedroom. Right. I can start <laughs> right. cleaning the garage. Yeah. I yeah. can start catching up on email. It's the finishing. Yeah. That's the trouble. And have you been I don't reading know. my list? Have you been reading my to-do list? I, I Actually, just was looking okay. at to-do list. Yeah. I was thinking yeah. the same thing. Laura gives me a hard time because uh, I'm I'm what you would consider an inside laugher. <laughs> See, you're external. I, I'll think something's funny, and, and internally I'll go, ha-ha, that's funny. And so <laughs> well, we when, never see that, though. Yeah. 
There's a, an occasion that I'll belly laugh and my shoulders start shaking, but uh, usually it's when I'm like at a funeral and I'm not supposed to laugh, and then oh, something I've happened. seen that happen yeah. where literally the pew is shaking oh. because of Bobby. It was we'll like, tell that story another time. <laughs> yeah, but Laura gives me a hard time because sometimes when I'm unwinding, I'll watch YouTube videos. And I'm either watching YouTube videos of somebody doing something dumb and getting hurt, and and I think that's funny. So pray for me. Uh, but another kind of video I like is there's a lot of videos of people that assume they're going to win whatever race they're in. Right. You can see it with right. sprinters. Right. You can see it with cyclists. Yeah. And there's so many videos of somebody like I'm picturing a cyclist now that's so close to the finish line. He's like, "Look, I'm on," and he doesn't see behind him. Yes, yeah, some guy goes blowing by. Yeah. yeah, instant regret. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so when Paul's writing this, I think this last little element that is so powerful is he's talking about, "Man, I haven't arrived yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to leave the past behind. I need to have some sort of goal that I'm focused focused on." But just that sense that you're talking about, I press towards it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to stay concentrated, right? To stay focused. That uh, in twelve months or in eleven months, we could look back and celebrate some of the greatest growth we've ever experienced right. in our life. Yeah. Or we could look back and say, you know, I started back in January, but yeah, you know, yeah, I need to finish it. Yeah. And so I, w- I would encourage us as we think about this today to say, man, what what's it going to take to keep pressing forward? Yeah. What's it going to take to stay dialed in? What's that thing that's going to keep us from starting well, but but tapering off in a week or two or in six yeah. months or so? What's yeah. that thing? You know, Zach, one of the things that hits me in this passage is that at the end of verse 14, Paul makes this kind of impassioned plea to us. And he says, mm-hmm. I am pressing on, yes, but I press on because I want to receive a heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. So it's one thing to have a goal. It's one thing to have a desire. It is another thing to have a goal, a desire, or a dream that you know God has called you to. Like, if your desire this year is, I want to become healthier, then is God calling you to become healthier for something else? Like maybe you're like me and you're, you're 60 plus and God's calling you to be healthier so you can finish strong. Mm. It could be that um, yeah, I, I want to read scripture because God has a purpose for which he's going to use that yeah. later this year. I, I want to start getting to know my neighbors. Well, yeah. God has a purpose for which you're, he's going to use that. Right. And so I want to encourage people to take uh, two practical steps here. One is stop and take a bit of a humility inventory of your life kind of where Paul started what do, what do I think of myself I think many people we live in a world of false flattery mm. or false modesty mm. where it's 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 more a sense of aw shucks but inside we're like yeah baby you know what I mean so take a little inventory and then secondly mm. I would encourage all of us to before we get to a rock and we write what I'm pressing toward Maybe take a little inventory of what I need to leave behind. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. to I think to to be specific about what I need to leave behind is really helpful. Yeah. You know, I want to leave these things behind me and then I can look forward. Yeah. But just just like it's powerful to write down what I'm uh, attempting, yeah. it's equally powerful to write down what I'm leaving. Yeah. And put that somewhere where I see it all the time. 
You know, if the coffee maker, if you see that first thing every morning, great. You know, uh, if you need to put it on the mirror mm -hmm. in your bathroom where you brush your teeth and there, but what what is it I'm leaving yeah. and then move toward that calling. But I've heard both of you guys teach on the concept that before you claim that God wants this for you, are you sure you've spent enough time with God to know it came from him? Mm. Not what somebody else wants about you or right. wants you to become, but this mm. is this what Christ is calling me to? Right. Uh, so, you know, I, I would say for everybody, as you look toward the new year, go ahead and define what you're leaving. Be very specific about what you're chasing, but then be willing to make that so elementary in its understanding that you could tell a second grader what you're trying to accomplish this year and you wouldn't have to explain it. Yeah. You know, get it into that piece and then get it into bite-sized chunks so that you don't feel like you failed a month in and you haven't read the whole Bible. Yeah. And that's, that's like empowering, right? Yeah. Like when it's, you have that clarity, like you right. talked about when you, you feel like the Lord's speaking to you and um, in some ways that's empowering because it's, it's uh, not in some ways it is empowering yeah. because it, you know that if the Lord is working in you and through you, then he's the one who's going to do the work, right? Go. Sometimes we feel like, oh man, this is all on me to somehow change myself yeah. in 2021. Yeah. And that feels very defeatist because, uh, you know, I know the depravity of my own heart and right. my, my own shortcomings, but yet the power of Jesus working in me. Right can transform me. It can yeah. transform you. It, it transforms so all of us. And, yeah. and that's encouraging to me. Like that yeah, makes me so. feel excited to charge into the year. Like he's talking about, like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to run this yeah, race. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, Bobby, our, a friend of ours, Michael Hyatt has this, uh, has this book and a program called your best year ever. Yeah. And, um, I think, I don't know anybody that doesn't want their best year ever in 2021. Yeah. Like let's move forward. But to do that, I do think you've got to get very specific right. about what that is and get it into bite-sized chunks. Like one of the things that we've learned so well is, you know, don't, don't have a list of 80 things that you want to become in 2021. Mm -hmm. sure. Keep it to a max of about three. Yeah. And then break those down into say, but, you know, yeah. I'm going to move toward that, which sounds a lot like Paul. Mm -hmm. right. I'm going to move toward that by in January, I want to get these three things done. Oh, wait a minute, then, then I could stop then and say on Sunday night as I prepare for a new week, hey, this week I want to accomplish these three things toward that. And then on Monday, I want to accomplish these three things toward that. Right. And I have found that it has, it's almost like a superpower that when you write them out, yeah. then all of a sudden you've got this natural sense of accountability. And you get to look at your day at the end of the day. Like my routine is plan your week on Sunday. And then every day, review your day and plan your next day before you go to bed. Yeah. And that's that's one way that I found that it's so powerful. It sounds corny, <laughs> but it's so powerful to stay, yes. as Paul said, pressing on to reach the end of the race. Mm. I mean, how cool would it be to look back and know that in your journal, mm. okay, I started here and I have finished this. Yeah. But it only happens if you get it specific. Yeah. It's so powerful to get crystal clear. And what I found is whenever you get crystal clear, that often brings confidence and yeah. the courage to take next steps. But if if the future is sort of fuzzy, it's it's harder to move. And what I love about Paul is, man, there's, there's a lot of pursuits that we could have. And there's a lot of things that, man, I believe God wants us to accomplish. 
But at the end of the day, all of those are part of his singular pursuit of saying, I want to become like Jesus. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I I would just encourage you, out of all the things you've thought about changing for this year, and maybe it's job stuff or relationship things or some financial benchmarks that you want to hit or some other way, don't forget to ask yourself, where does becoming like Christ happen for you? Wow. Yeah. And uh, the goal, certainly, as we would say, is not perfection, right? but progression towards yeah. that goal. Yeah. And God can use all the ups and the downs. God can use the good, the bad, the right and wrong. Mm-hmm. All of it. Romans 8 reminds us in all of those things, God's yeah. still about doing something good in Absolutely. the midst of it. Yeah. yeah. For those I, you know, when I, when I think about this, I, I always think for whatever, Proverbs 3, 1, you know, remember my teachings, keep my commandments, and length of days and years of life I will add to you. And and literally the text says, I've made it so plain. Hmm. You know, just follow my path and look at all that will take place. Yeah. Uh, which I say as if I've got it figured out. Yeah. You know, uh, my list is, is for 2021, is pretty significant. Hmm. Uh, and for me, it requires leaving a lot of things yep. in my past. Yep. And I would just encourage all of you to join all three of us yeah. in saying we want to take Paul's directive with with great urgency. Yeah. I don't I don't want to I don't want to look back three weeks from now and say, wow, I didn't build my plan. Yeah. I, I don't want to look mm-hmm. back in March and say, oh gosh, I I had this chance to to do like Paul said and. I could name and claim what I'm leaving, and I could name and claim what I'm moving toward, and I want to press toward it. Oh, and by the way, ensuring that that's what Christ has for me. Yeah. I don't want to miss that, yeah. and I don't think you want to miss that. Right. So we all encourage you today, headed into this new year, let's leave what's behind us, and let's press on toward the high calling of Christ Jesus in our life, individually and as a church. Mm-hmm. Because if, if, if we become people that are growing to become more like Christ, the church can't help but flourish because that's what it's all about. So thank you for being a part of our day today. And if you're wondering, where do I start? You always start with Jesus. And the best way to start with Jesus is to come to him like Paul's beginning with humility. Jesus, I need you and I'm calling on your name. Would you uh, come into my life and clean me up and make me new? And would you draw me under yourself? Like Pastor Bobby was talking about, every goal is that we become more like Christ. So Jesus, we want to become more like you. And I want to thank you for dying for me and raising from the dead for my sin so that I could have forgiveness and I could live with you in heaven, but I could live in abundance now so that I could live with you and you could clean me up and make me new and offer me forgiveness for my sin. I could live with you in heaven forever, but I could live in the abundance in this life. Friend, that's what it's all about. Yeah. And you, maybe you've been a follower of Jesus for 20 years and you're watching. There's still so much to press toward. Yeah. And I'll promise you there's stuff to leave behind. So as you leave today, from the three of us and from our entire team, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And it's the first Sunday of the year. I can't think of a better way to start this year on this first Sunday with the blessing that you often give us. Do you mind doing that as we head out today? So today, let this Jesus we've talked about go before you and make a way and make your crooked path straight. That's what he does. Let the Lord go within you. Bring you peace and joy, fulfillment and contentment because he is always good. And listen up, friend, you are always loved. 
And when your days become dark and difficult, let that Jesus come behind you and pick you up and carry you through the middle of the problem, only to set you down victoriously on your two feet and wipe away your tears and kiss you on the forehead and wrap his big loving arms around you so you can look at him eyeball to eyeball and hear your Savior say, my child, say it with me, fellas, I love you. God bless you, folks. Happy New Year. Go in peace. Love you guys. See you.